Stay tuned for our Fête de la Musique celebrations until 21st June for a series of interviews with special guests Lefafa, Cesaire from Roche Music, Bax Taylor and Anne Passio who get in the chair with Indian stalwarts like Sprike, Sohail Arora, Ronak Mehti and DJ Yuri. Visit fetdelamusique.in or follow boxa.fm for regular updates and don't forget to have a happy world music okay. day. Now we know it's being recorded. What's up Surikant? How are you? I'm good man. I just, I just got a vaccination actually. Oh shit. Nice. Are you, is it, is it a lot of people like when I got the vaccine, uh, everyone was like texting me like six hours later saying like, has it hit you yet? Like it's supposed to be some kind of drug that like yeah, takes right. away your body. Like, has it hit yet? Are you, do you feel it yet? I don't, I don't even know what I'm supposed to feel. Uh, I didn't feel anything, but I guess when my wife took it, she, mm. she was super sick for a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So far I took it yesterday evening and like, honestly, it just felt like a little, I felt like a little mouth dry or something and then mm. it's gone. I just had a couple of cigarettes, ate some pizza. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and this is apparently, you know, ba- a bad thing because they tell you like, oh, you're not supposed to smoke for like 20 days or some something really unscientific. Like my, just... my, my guess is actually, you know, uh, I just, I was sort of following the pattern of mm-hmm. people who've been taking the vaccine and having reactions and people who haven't been re- ha- having reactions. Mm-hmm. It seems like people who smoke don't have reactions. Mm-hmm. Vaccine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I smoked, but I, I was down pretty bad, dude. I mean, oh, you were? The, I mean, the next day I was like, I mean, I was really, really ill. But it was just for one day. And then the, the day yeah. after that, I was fine. Well, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay, Jan. Just a positive mental attitude. That's that's all you need. And you'll, be, you'll be fine. But uh, anyway, so we're having this conversation as part of uh, Box Out's World Music Day celebration for Fed De La Music. And... Uh, my name is Ronak, and I am in conversation with Suryakant, also known as the lead singer of Peter Cat Recording Company, as well as uh, the songwriter behind his solo project, Lefafa. Uh, yeah, and uh, so, you know, I kind of asked you how you've been already, but I guess I'll broaden that question a little bit and say that it's it's been a challenging couple of months for everybody that I know in this country, and uh, obviously for people who make music and stuff as well. It's been a sort of a learning curve for all of us over the last few months. So I guess just generally, how have you been and uh, how, uh, how have you been keeping up with life? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I guess the way I go about it is not think too much about like the meta picture mm-hmm. about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm generally just sort of worried about um, the inner circle of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where we, the little problems, the day-to-day issues, uh, you know, at the first level, beyond that. And uh, try not to think about too much about the larger sort of uh, games at play in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to do that, but I think sometimes it's good not to engage in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one way mm-hmm. to sort of breeze by it for a few months. Especially if you want to get some work done, you know, you can't uh, you can't spend too much time thinking about the global implications of existence and all that stuff you need to focus yeah uh be content with like some of the simpler happier things happening in your life you know we mm-hmm. we shifted to goa last year mm-hmm. uh a decision i do not regret mm-hmm. uh so far i'm sure I, 
you know so i mean it's all right i can't i i think it's been it's been a really really terrible time for so many people but mm-hmm. personally i cannot be one of those uh, to whine about my life right now i think i'm i'm grateful mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do what i'm doing and live where i am and yeah mm-hmm. worry about normal shit right now Yeah. Do you feel like you have a, a kind of a more you know sort of open perspective on all this you know as a this might be a kind of a random question but just you know I I I wonder just as a married man in does it can I make you more does it give you sort of perspective on this whole thing and is that maybe one of the things that start you that you know I'll I'll kind of take care of the things that I can control and everything else is sort of out of my control <clears throat> Um maybe not so much as marriage as maybe just getting older yeah uh, you know marriage is not necessarily the the reason that i think like that i think mm-hmm. i also feel maybe over the last year i also feel like i've aged uh, a lot more mm-hmm. mentally uh, yeah you know maybe stuff like that i am turning 34 and I, at the end of the day i am 35 i mean and mm-hmm. at the end of the day i think i'm past i am now well into like what i would consider middle age mm. uh, well maybe not you know but at least mm. post 35 you're not you, you can't identify as a young, uh, young mm-hmm. man so i think yeah. and i've sort of taken i've struggled with that idea i think mm. uh, growing old as a musician is a very traumatic event i think uh, yeah because i mean this stuff is exhausting and i mean especially for someone like you i mean you at you know kind of before everything went to to shit uh you were touring pretty much all the time and you were playing shows like around the country you even played shows outside the country uh as far as lefafa as well as pcrc so i mean i guess you know did that exhaustion kind of does that does that get to you oh man i mean honestly uh, that it wasn't exhausting as much it was just like i was just my really irritated <laughs> I was just irritated you know because honestly I've been doing this since I was 20 I've honestly been indulging in music as sort of the center of my existence since I was 23 mm. so I felt like I worked on this shit for 8 9 years mm. and like finally it seems to be maturing into something mm. uh, where you know I can see like uh, it bearing fruit and then of course then you have like a global pandemic yeah. so it's, it's a bit <laughs> It's perfect timing. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I said, but at the same time I was like sort of very relieved that we had the band and me also had reached some sort of minimum stability point as a as a entity. So, you know, it would be really I think it's really hard much much harder for people really just sort of getting started or in the early stages of setting up a music career for this to happen. I think that's exciting. Definitely. that's really bad Definitely. uh it's especially because these you know when when you're young these are the, the years where you have the energy and the motivation as you get older like i was saying as a musician it's a traumatic event because mm. it's such a zero sum game in many ways mm. uh you know you either make it in some sense of the word uh, or it's a tougher tougher like slower sort of uh, road to finding stability in life and the doors doors open slower and you need to figure that out Uh, and that challenge has to be met while you're younger mm, definitely uh, and i think people can do it but yeah essentially mm. i've i'm not sure the question was i forgot it doesn't matter it's you got uh, to got to a great point so it's it's cool i mean that's it's a great 
great leading point into what I wanted to ask about because you know you obviously you've been doing this for such a long time over 10 years now but it's this is your second full length album and for a lot of people uh, the entry point into your music was was obviously Jago and uh, but i mean you obviously see like the inception of Lefafa as a concept or as a project much before that right i mean you've been doing this like when do you uh, think that it really like started in kind like where you kind of like were like okay i think this is something that i see as separate from what i'm writing for my band and this is this really feels like a new project that i can take on or was it just kind of like stuff you were making anyway um well i'm 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 all about sort of the separation and mm. you know delineation of like stuff um and i guess at least as the moment i start like started peter gad which we uh, the first album came out in 2011 i think of peter mm-hmm. gad mm-hmm. um the next year itself i was working on the first okay uh you know essentially because once i came out i was that i was immediately like drawn towards what else was happening around the world mm-hmm. uh, up till then i was so focused on okay i need to make this this album needs to happen as some sort of engine mm-hmm. the way to start an engine of your career or something and then i you know looked around i just like took my, poked my head out of the hole and looked around what's happening and there was so much crazy music being made around the world you know mm-hmm. like especially english electronic music mm-hmm. some stuff in america all this stuff there was just like lots of shit happening and i just felt like i wanted to start venturing out of this tiny like world mm-hmm. of the music initially uh, initially which i had started making mm-hmm. um, and so that's where it really started mm-hmm. and it was it was supposed to be some sort of so you know it's a, supposed to be some place i could explore not doing what i've devoted to doing as peter gas so uh obviously i it's and as time passed i i started even venturing more into other ideas like i'll make this a very specific hindi project which is something i figured out in i think 2014 or 13 which is where i could explore the hindi music i wanted to make uh and then i mean i think you know those um, like it was sort of a break from peter gad but it was never really meant to be a commercial uh alternative mm. uh but i think in those middle years of being in the band especially like 2016 to 2018 mm-hmm. i was really lost um and frightened uh of where life was headed um you know because at the end of the day being a band in 2021 is a really daunting prospect uh from making money to like getting ahead then you have the added like element of being in india which is like mm-hmm. fuck all for all that shit um which is just a fact you know yeah 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 it's an uphill it's an uphill battle in it's an I mean, uphill yeah, battle yeah and unless you're making extremely like cookie cutter music it's a really uphill battle uh that the audience here hasn't like sort of developed a taste for anything beyond mm. really really like hearing jingles in mm. the form of songs yet you know mm. like still there in english uh, i guess i guess like you know that's it's interesting you bring that up cuz you know obviously there are artists who are making music and they're not you know obviously you're not consciously thinking about like the state of affairs in india when you're making your music you're just making your music but you know thinking about that listener model and the fact that most people in india maybe they lean towards a certain kind of music uh I don't know I mean do you you know as somebody who's making music do you see a possible way to subvert that or do you see that advancing in a direction where it start it might start to accommodate you know artists like yourself or do you feel like you know this is just 
the way it's going to be and indie music quote unquote will just kind of remain this insular kind of bubble where it's just everyone listening to each other's music at the end of the day i i i think it's really unpredictable mm-hmm. um i think you can't chart a clear path of india's growth towards uh, how it will grow that aspect like for example the way hip hop you know grew in india mm-hmm. um made sense uh makes sense i think um and that is a very totally separate path i think when when you speak of indie music you know it's a very like uh, it's a confusing term in india i mean it's a confusing term anywhere in the world but especially in yeah. india i don't i don't see it as a music industry i don't see it as a genre i see it really as a groups or pockets of people doing things mm. in india you know that's what i call indian india it's like maybe there's uh, there's a group of us like pagal henas Uh, sort of posse doing shit then mm-hmm. there's like unka group kar raha hai unka group mm-hmm. so there are all these separate bubbles disparate bubbles around the country mm-hmm. doing their own thing some are doing it in english some hindi some rap so all everybody doing their own thing so um it's really about them growing their sort of fan following to a point where it becomes sufficient i don't think you can have a pan india idea of like how to work this out um you know if your music is working yeah. uh it's going to slowly it's like being a you know being a baba slowly like uh, gaining followers yeah. over, <laughs> over five six years you have a cut, you have a yeah. group yeah. follows you like listens to what you do and yeah. that's the path in india for anybody mm-hmm. uh you know i think it's very rare that and that's why i think it's kind of hopeful and sad uh mm-hmm. i don't see the op- i don't see a large industry like growth happening rapidly uh that seems really difficult it seems to go up and down but i don't i do think everybody has the potential to give it time to be able to gain that sort of minimum requirement of an audience and perform mm. to them and cater to them and grow that so mm. that exists i would say but i wouldn't worry about it you know i think I, it's impossible to worry about will there be an audience from you not it's really up to you to make the audience for your music because i think people are at the end of the day still kind of starved in india and they are open they just they just take what they get you know mm. and it's uh sometimes it, some things have to just happen for them to open their eyes and right. say okay this is also possible and they right. will open their eyes and be open to it you know like hip hop right hip hop's a good example right right because that just completely happened within the last 10 years probably even less no nice. so, yeah 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 that's true uh you know i mean i guess speaking of new music i mean we're speaking right on the heels of your new album having just come out superpower 2020 uh you know you had dropped some tracks in the months prior uh, teasing the release that i heard and you know now the record is out and it's great by the way i love it and uh it's uh you know now that it's there for everyone to listen to do you how do you how do you feel i like to ask this to people who just released something with like do you feel a sense of relief or do you feel a sense of frustration that it had to come out right now with everything else going on or you know is it a mix of everything or just how are you feeling about it oh i mean fucking 100% relief yeah. uh yeah <laughs> i don't i at this point i really couldn't give two shits about like mm. uh what people think of it how what it's going to do mm. you know uh i was just happy to get it off my chest mm. uh because it's uh, you know i think it also took longer than i hoped for i hope for it to take and by the time it finished i just wasn't the same person mm. uh, so a lot of the music in it i think you know just doesn't reflect where i am right now 
uh, as a producer, as a musician, my approach. Uh, I've had a lot of rap. I personally, I feel like I've, there's been a lot of rapid development or change in the way I've approached making music in the last year, especially. You know, like I really changed my approach to writing music and the speed of how I write music, especially, yeah. which, which is very vital. And a lot of the music in uh, Superpower 2020, I think, is a relic of. Uh, an older method methodology which I had, which is something slower and more uh, painful, uh, oh. you know. So at 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 one level, sorry, at one level, it's also um, I'm happy to see the songs are out, and you know, there's a lot. I really care about some of the songs a lot, as in I've had moments with them where I, you know, like any I, when you're making music, what's that? I think all musicians who are making an album of songs experience that point where they made the song and they're like yes this is fucking dope mm -hmm. and really like uh, yeah enjoying it so it's yeah. uh i'm just sort of hope people align with that at certain moments in the songs but other than that i'm just happy to have it off off the chest and mm. move on <laughs> no that's that's great yeah and uh yeah so so i guess so the songs themselves you're saying are much older you were working on them for years or months or i think at least uh, every every song has a different sort of uh, mm. age i'd say irado is 8 years old wow uh, yeah. yeah so it's wow. that yeah that song's 8 years old and then i would say you know some songs are not even like 3 4 months old so there's mm. a range uh, but it's crazy i mean it existed it existed i guess as a just as a performance for eight years and now it's like kind of like there in the ether like it's just yeah. there like a file is somewhere on spotify exactly. or itunes or something and you can't do anything to change it you it's know the, so yeah. it's like the first hindi song i think i ever wrote oh okay wow yeah so in a sense yeah. it's also like this yeah. yeah that song is catchy as fuck dude it's very very catchy that's i feel like that hook would fit right into a bollywood movie yeah yeah it was this, uh, yeah. 2012 or 8 13 or something when it happened wow. so yeah, yeah. to get it out of that system. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and I mean, from you know, from my perspective, just because I'm listening uh, without knowing any of this, uh, obviously, stylistically, it's a little bit of a departure from Jago to my ears, at least. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, Jago had, you know, just, I feel like it was kind of like bangers, one after another. And uh, on Superpower 2020, I kind of hear something a bit more like meditative. I feel like it's kind of something that requires a bit more like patience in listening to uh, like everything is kind of drawn out and you know you're experimenting with some ambient textures and sound design and stuff so I guess like compositionally did you approach it like completely differently to like those songs on Jago where you maybe sat down you you like worked it like you know block by block or like you sort of what was like the process I guess behind like composing some of these songs that aren't like you know just uh, you know just I don't know, for the lack of a better word, just like straightforward, like songs with, you know, beat, rhythm, melody, whatever. I think ones that are more sort of like passages or something, ones that are more sort of ideas coming together in a more interesting way. Uh, what's your process with those? Um, so I'd say in Superpower Super 2020, it's basically two types of songs. Mm -hmm. I would say one's your classic sort of, I've built up a hook, like maybe Wahin Ka Wahin has mm -hmm. got this sort of, the flute and once I had mm -hmm. the flute and beat going then I just built a song from there mm. um, and then stuff like Mandir or like Achizen, they're literally just live jams uh, mm. so uh, what what's on the album is literally the recording of me oh, uh, wow. making it okay. um, 
on the spot so you know it was this sort of interesting throwback to making live music where mm. it uh, i wanted to approach it more mm. um and you have that you kind of take that approach of like performance with like everything right like you're kind of thinking about it and like do you approach the song with like i'm approaching it as i would perform it or is it like i'll just overdo uh, none okay. of nothing is planned none of yeah. those none of those songs are planned when you're making them yeah uh, a lot of it just happens on the spot uh, and then if i like it and i'll keep it uh, i do i'm a strong believer that if something has been recorded in the moment and it was recorded well and came out well it's done Mm-hmm. Uh, you know and you can't you can't change that sort of uh, mm. the pure moment it works out yeah yeah and there's something like serendipitous about that like moment yeah. too right like you just you, yeah, you can't recreate it especially yeah. and uh, um, so it's just like that each song has its own little story i'd say like while jago was basically more uh more song you know like chorus mm-hmm. chorus mm-hmm. in this right. i decided to explore sort of uh, mm-hmm. textures right uh and really uh, experiment with what could be sort of the potential for uh, indian textures mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, how you could use uh, how what what is the space what kind of ambient music can you make out of india mm-hmm. what kind of what kind of rave music can you make out of our uh, mm-hmm. our sounds so it's all it's all the sort of trying to dive deeper into that possibility mm-hmm. and sort of in my head make a completely new possible soundscape of uh, mm. you know aesthetics uh, right or right. music out of this country or this mm. land it's sort of that that's the idea nice that's but really cool Lago so is, yeah lagos yeah. more let's uh, import the idea of electronic mm. pop music and sort of mix it with uh, hindi music mm. cool yeah so yeah so that's that's a really interesting idea about like the like creating the texture but having it have a very indian quality i mean how would you you know kind of elaborate on that maybe like you know what do you feel like is de- definitive of like a textural choice that you may have made on say like lash that is more indian uh you know versus like you know just taking an idea from somewhere else like uh, did you go to certain sounds where you looking at certain archival like sound recordings and stuff or like what were you what was that like no it's really like i think uh, i i would it's a feeling so um, mm. for lash for example i think what the first thing which happened in lash is basically the beat mm. and the uh, and the main sort of the keyboard thing. thing yeah 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 and that all happened in one drum machine okay uh, nice. so the whole song other than the singing and some of the it just happened in one jam again mm. i just felt the the song had the quality of um you know it wasn't repetitive i mm. felt like the music wasn't repetitive it kept changing so it had this weird percussive texture like mm. ever changing thing which i feel like a lot of um music in india used to have like with mm. the tablas with the dholak mm. and everything there's always something new going coming mm-hmm. in and out right 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 as opposed to a drum kit you know where the sounds are the same mm. the tunings of the drums are the same mm. uh, but like in tablas and percussions there are so many micro tunings and changes mm. and all stuff so mm. i'll be messing with that mm. uh and that's for me the percussions are where like uh it started in lash and then when i started singing i realized that what could be nice would be mm. singing one key and not really having a max uh basically making it sort of um a tonic in a way without mm. you know so many harmonies happening it's right. like almost like i'm just singing the same note on the same note again and again 
uh, which is you know a classic interesting thing about indian music which is it never had harmonies it used to be just um, it's monophonic music mm-hmm. uh, and i think for me it was like okay the foundation of so much indian classical music is monophonic let's uh, uh, let's add harmony mm. on top of this mono- monophonic music mm. be interesting so that was an attempt mm. there something like that mm. um, and then mandir was just straight up like i thought I, you know i hear jagarans Mm. Uh, at night and sometimes it's like that's what you hear from a distance you mm. hear like right 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 getting out in like the middle of the and night. like a siren just wailing yeah it's just yeah. like loud yeah and it's always you know indian all those all the sounds in india are always so dirty yeah they're always gritty yeah, yeah they're always gritty so i felt like that's yeah. a much more accurate uh, mm. sound of something here than mm. um, you know than a lot of synths yeah Yeah I actually recently just just uh, cuz I saw it was really cheap I got uh, an Ahuja reverb unit on great Amazon <laughs> Yeah it's a great echo but it, it's doesn't it I've not heard anything else like it it's yeah. so dirty and it's so it's just grimy sounding but it's the it is the sound of delay yeah. or echo in India like when you hear yeah. echo in like a shaadi or in a yeah. morcha or something like that's that echo sound is so iconic in a way but it hasn't been identified as that like yeah. people don't hear it and they're like oh that's like the indian echo sound but i feel like there is like an indian like, <laughs> delay or something yeah which is uh, really really bad i mean really bad <laughs> mix it is really painful <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. And it's, oh, this oh. thing is like so clunky and it's the most like awkward piece of gear i've ever had but in boss there's a company called boss in india which makes okay. really good echoes oh wow Yeah, yeah yeah it's not the same boss not the, that boss yeah, yeah. okay yeah this company which makes like the same as ahuja it's i think the competition which makes echo mixers oh wow okay yeah uh, really crazy echoes yeah uh yeah i i think the, the process you're talking about is really interesting you know it's kind of like it's kind of like collage it's kind of like patchwork like i like i feel like everything that i hear on these tracks on this album like it's kind of like each layer is like coming on top but it's not like like you said it's not just like perfect colorful harmony per se it's 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 there's a lot of tension and a lot of push and pull between those between those layers and uh, i don't know if you know this rapper producer uh, jpeg mafia but uh, uh yeah. yeah but uh, his music is kind of similar i mean it's obviously hip hop but uh, yeah. but it's it's similar in that he he's taking sounds from all over the place you know like voicemails and samples from his video games and computer mm-hmm. this and old songs and this and that and it's just there's kind of like this it, it, there's kind of something about like and this is kind of appropriate apropos because i know you're a filmmaker but there's something kind of like fourth wall breaking about that you know like there's kind of like this like you hear it and you can hear the person who's kind of like placed these layers like yeah. not necessarily awkwardly but you can hear the physical nature of all of that and you know i'm just wondering you know since you are a filmmaker and you studied film and everything uh and you know lefafa has made music videos peter gallas obviously made music videos too uh you know how does like your how does your experience and sort of your visual uh sense inform the music or does it does it inform is it a two way street between those two things i think it's the other way around i think the music informs the video okay aspect of it but i don't mm-hmm. think the video um uh, really informs the musical aspect as much I think the music for me the musical aspect is the foundation and then uh, after listening I tend to maybe conjure up or like imagine marrying it to some video and mm. like, yeah mm. it's one way street basically <laughs> right 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 okay no that's cool uh 
yeah and then uh, i think earlier on you had also mentioned that you know you like to delineate your projects and you really you know like to delineate the you know jago was a separate album and a separate sort of identity and a phase in your life versus superbar 2020 uh i guess so is it how does it work like is it like you fin- you had those eight songs in your head and you were like these are going to be these are going to come together to form the cohesive concept of superbar 2020 or is it just you know eight songs that you know kind of felt kind of were in a time and place and you just want to put it that way or like i'm just i guess i'm just wondering how do you delineate the different projects like what how do you set out to like realize like okay this is the concept behind superbar 2020 that concept comes much later i think mm-hmm. uh, the you know like once the music over for jago it honestly just uh, mm-hmm. i guess for jago it was just very simple uh, once that first song the harmonium song came and the beat came i sort of had a vibe of where it could go mm-hmm. and i i mean honestly once i had a few songs then i can imagine wh- how to place them and make an album out of them so usually mm-hmm. i make far more songs than obviously i put out mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah. like uh, same with superbar 2020 i'd say that at least Three, four more songs I could have put in it, but I decided not to. Mm. Uh, I was why? Always, why is that? Just I wasn't happy with yeah, the progress, and I didn't necessarily feel they uh, fit in that the universe of what is happening. Mm. Uh, and I could be wrong there, you know, but there's nobody to tell me that. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, yeah, ultimately, I just um, you know, I wanted to, I wanted it to be a self-contained sort of mm. universe, and like. So when a person listens to the whole thing, if they do, they sort of have they live in that universe for a while and then they leave it, mm-hmm. uh, and nothing disrupts them too much. Mm-hmm. That right. obviously that doesn't really matter as much. Some people just listen to one or two tracks they really like and barely mm-hmm. listen to the album. <laughs> so that's maybe just overdoing it for yourself. Yeah, and I guess people will take out of it what they want to take out of it. Yeah, it's, it's you can't really control what how people will consume whatever you're making. It's just you're gonna have to live with it for yeah. the rest of your life. So <laughs> you you can you might as well set it up the way you want to, and then yeah. be happy about it, and then let people do yeah. what they want to do. Definitely, definitely. And you know, as far as uh, your lyrical content, which uh, you know, obviously now kind of I feel like, especially since Jago, I feel like the lyrics have really come into their own in terms of like your voice, uh, which is so distinct when you're writing in Hindi versus like when you're writing in English for PCRC. uh you know obviously with the the name references on the track and the name of the album there's a more kind of a more explicitly articulated political bent in a way uh you know obviously there's reference to modi governance and indian independence and everything but uh i feel like similar to your older work there's also reference to there's also references to relationships and love and uh you know be like maybe your relationship with another person and you know getting existential about those things and so on but uh, i don't know i mean is it safe to say that you were trying to explore kind of those things like you know relationships and people and your perspective on the world in the context of the times we live in is that kind of what it's about or am i really far oh, off i think yeah you're you're pretty close uh, i think it's uh, this i mean i think this album in particular was just sort of like you said the sort of balancing the real the individual life one wants i want to lead with my partner and my family and my friends mm. uh and then the that other side of your personality which is also combating uh, the world you live in india's reality and the society and you know the what it puts on you and that's why i've i've said this to many people for i think i would say it's less of a political album and it's more of a 
it's like an observer you know it's mm. it, it's a really it's it just so happens that we're living in this painting mm. of that album mm. and these are the things happening around us mm. uh, and it's hard to ignore it and thus one will end up writing music on it and mm. for me like a lot of it is satire because i find it mm. like the album of the title and everything is it's i think india is really unique in that we're incapable of becoming uh, a truly totalitarian place because mm. we're incompetent uh, we don't have the capability of becoming something like that uh, but it's um, something we want to be no we don't i don't yeah. know if we want to be maybe okay. there is some dreams of some people you know there's so many people in india always been like you know what india needs is a dictator oh yeah, yeah. we need this for yeah, a while yeah and they always say that but they don't realize i think that it's this place with its diversity and its general attitudes and unprofessionalism is incapable mm. of becoming something like that mm. so in the end what it becomes is something more frustrating which is mm. like uh you know it's basically a country full of people who want to be some better they can't deal with the reality like mm. i think india is a place which tries to tries to portray itself as so much better than it is at this point in mm. history mm-hmm. uh, you know from like giving out vaccines and doing shit like that when honestly like it's just we can't deal with the truth that we are not we're not a emerging superpower we are very much a poor country mm. still trying to come to terms with uh trying to get shit together so i think a lot of it that's that's the political bent for me it's uh, pointing at that stupidity and like mm-hmm. a uh, lack of insight into our own nature mm. and less of sort of oh god the government's coming after right, us to kill right, us right yeah, right right yeah i guess you you distinguishing it as you know more like a critique versus like a like a whatever like a i don't know Anti-media. yeah exactly as yeah. you you distinguishing it that way is interesting because to me i mean i like when i'm listening to it i'm going more off of like i don't know i guess like the emotional affect right like i'm just going off of how do i feel when i'm listening to this and Yeah. It's not like I feel I feel like it it doesn't sound dystopian or it doesn't sound yeah. dark per exactly. se and it's it's actually quite hopeful like I I feel like there's it it feels like at least compared to Jago it kind of feels even uplifting I would say like it, you know certain parts like Waikawahi especially like it's it's really got this like very kind of like rousing sort of like vibe yeah. uh but was that how how much of that was intentional did you want to be you know did you want to go yeah. towards a positive direction Yeah I yeah. think it's it I wanted to go up and down up and yeah. down up and down yeah. so, you know yeah. like Wahinka uh, Wahinka is very much supposed to be it is rousing mm-hmm. uh it's meant to be rousing yeah. and then you know Lash is something mm-hmm. uh and then, then Monkey Bath is also like like is I wouldn't say there are any negative songs on the album yeah. uh, per se you know I mm-hmm. think there are a lot of this commentary and there's a bit of comedy there's a bit of like folk mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and there's some rousing and irados obviously a hopeful song yeah, yeah. um so and acche din is a joke uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of you know i think yeah. the album maybe the album cover portrays the uh, mm. more dystopian uh, yeah than it really is yeah you change the album art you'll suddenly feel like <laughs> oh definitely but it, but these references you're making i mean it's not niche to us because we're indian but you know to people who aren't indian or don't understand indian politics they probably won't get a lot of what you're yeah. talking about right so i guess at the end of the day even though you said you started with like you know wanting to incorporate non indian influences i think at the end of the day the person who you want like what kind of a person do you see is like listening to this like do you you, you want an indian person to listen to this at the end of the day yeah yeah these are very much like 
at the end of the day you know i, I think so it uh, let's say it started out as lifafa want me wanting to do something which is sort of out of my element yeah and at the end of the day i realized I, it's peter cat was already that mm. which was something which was not from its element it was something which uh, perhaps belongs to a larger context mm. around the world mm. and at the same time i wanted to answer my own sort of longing to make something which is relevant to people who live here something you know my mother could listen to uh, people here could listen to and understand feel something and sort of like give back mm. to the place where i grew up mm. where i lived most of my life so i feel like that's a big that's a big uh, it answers that problem of feeling like an alien in your own sort of country and i didn't want to feel that i wanted to feel like there's some part of me which is mm. uh responding to my reality mm. and not just ignoring it and writing only english music yeah uh, which is uh, you know which is meant to write for a bigger context and that has a different goal now so as mm. i grew older i realized that these two acts are uh, they're meant for different things they answer different questions mm. um Yeah, but that'll maybe change in the future. Maybe I'll just won't give a shit and something. <laughs> It's nothing is fixed, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. No, and I think the question of audience is also like it's also relevant because of the the things about politics that we were talking about. At least what 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 of it creeps into your own work? Uh, just because you know, I, I you know, I, I I used I lived in the U.S. for really long, but I moved back to India like now a year and a half ago. But I feel like in the last two years, there's been a general increase in i guess the conscious the general consciousness of an artist in india in that i think we're more aware of the wh- where we are and yeah. who we're making music for and really what is the reality of what's going on here yeah. you know because the concerts in delhi and bombay and bangalore don't really paint an accurate picture no. uh and now obviously it's almost like someone's responsibility and they're obliged to be aware and sort of have a perspective on what's going on at the very least and not be able to because uh and you know i i don't know i think now in it is kind of like i think about you know in the context of what's happening i think about like classic protest music right like i think about like joan baez or like bob dylan or i think about like 90s hip hop like wa that's like commenting yeah. on like cops and like race politics and stuff do you like do you think that there will be you know because i'm hearing more of it now in india i mean how do you think like this i guess <laughs> theme of like protest music or like resistance music like what does that look like in india do you think there's even a cohesive enough like community that can rally behind it or is it just you know it's just like you know each person is kind of giving their own critique and commentary and we, there's not really anything that's going to galvanize all of it into like a movement or something oh that's that's a tough yeah. one um i i think it's impossible to say till it happens mm. uh you know i think that, like i said earlier there are a lot of pockets the thing is there's so many types of uh, there's just so many languages in india everybody has their like, own problems exactly. yeah. so you know like yeah. you might write some protest music in delhi and then nobody in like tamil nadu will yeah. understand yeah. yeah yeah so it's a lot of it is uh, it's it's always going to be local in india i think a lot of it, uh, and everybody and that's the maybe the that's the good idea but everybody have local solutions uh, to these things and like i don't see hip hop being very you know uh, hip hop in india is more about and uh, seems to be more about talking about rising out of poverty for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. for example one of the mm-hmm. main topics is that like hey i was poor and now i made it yeah uh, right unless i uh, it seems like the major hip hop really does not 
try to be anti-establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that's very that's very uh, significant, um, mm. and uh, that's true for most music. I think anti-establishment music in India in general is uh, is rare. I think, mm. uh, especially also because people just aren't, don't have the nature here. You know. Mm. Like people will tell you, like I love your music. Please stop writing about politics. Right. It's you know it's, they have also yeah. be like he's a sports mm. star. Why is he got political? Mm. Mm. People in India generally have a very like weird opinion about me. Like you know, it's just it's our, our mm. culturally speaking, we have a real problem with the mm. uh, authority. Uh, mm. Speaking against authority. We're like, scared. Yeah, it's just fear, I think. Even in our homes, you know, simple yeah. things like don't talk back mm. to your elders or something. Mm. is essentially like that's the cultural mm. idea. It's just mm. be obedient mm. uh, to somebody older than you for no fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, mm. Things like that. They just like carry on uh, into these larger ideas. But protest music is a, doesn't make sense in India. But um People will make it, and I think it'll, until somebody galvanizes, it's hard to say whether it'll work or not. Um, and one day it might. One yeah. day it happen. I mean, there's also the commercial aspect to take into consideration, right? I mean, it's not like the days where you can just like sit out there with a guitar and like say like, "Oh, I'm you know fighting the fascists or whatever." I mean, you yeah. you have to pay bills, and, and all these guys have, and all these people have to pay bills. So, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I have no. Uh, uh, I don't hold it against anybody on yeah. I yeah. also major part I also wrote write Hindi musicals because I also realized this is also commercially mm. a viable aspect for me. You know, mm. like when I worked on Jago, that was definitely a part mm. uh, of how I approached it. It didn't necessarily say like write dumber ass music, but mm. it definitely was hey, this is also something I should explore. Uh, mm. so don't give up on it, you know. Uh, keep going forth with it. Uh, and that has to be kept in like if you go to uni, you got to pay your bills. I mean, there's no way. You can't continue doing anything otherwise. Right. And what's, uh, what's kind of, you know, what, what's, are you, are you, I'm guessing you're working on a ton of music right now, but like, how do you kind of see your trajectory personally uh, going forward now that you've just released something? I mean, obviously you're going to let that settle and take that in for a bit, but uh, you know, what do you, what, what's kind of like, how do you see, how do you see the next sort of year or two years panning out? Oh, I'd, uh, I'd like to make a really large mod music uh, mm. quickly. <laughs> quickly. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not worried too much about like how the how to do deal with its uh, marketing and all that shit right now. I think I like for example at least right now I want to focus a little on Peter Cat again mm. uh, and pushed for once this pandemic ends. Uh, I feel like by the end of this year, there's a possibility that things could be looking up. Mm. Uh, That's focus, on, focus on that. Um, and basically, really, now I, I feel at least with Superpower 2020, that marks the end of uh, some system which I followed in regards to album and stuff. So I really mm. don't, I'm sort of much more open about exploring new ways of putting out music, uh, marketing it, promoting it. Mm. dealing with it uh, thinking about it I don't mm. want to go back I think uh, I would not like to go back to an album format for a while for example mm. I think it mm. takes a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, and it's not necessarily worth that time right now I think 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel like the general, you know, I, I hate keeping up with, you know, what is the trend of music yeah. right now. I mean, I, I, keeping up with it as in like, I, I just hate to, I hate getting, you know, advice from like people who are like industry experts or whatever, but, you know, people talk about, you know, the, the album format and how it's become obsolete because of just how singles function and how it's yeah. everything functions on a singles based economy. But I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there's something kind of classic about like yeah, yeah. The, the album that you can't really like, you can't really achieve with one song, you know? So well, I don't think it's obsolete at all. No, I, I, I just think, uh, even if you don't, uh, you know, I mean, go, it's sort of, there are, you, you just have to keep going through phases. <laughs> so, uh, there has to be a portion in a period in your career where you don't do albums because I think albums take up time and sometimes that time is better devoted to getting better at writing music fast. Mm. Uh, and ultimately, I think that's the biggest, that's the real goal for me is to, uh, you know, I, lo- I just love like the system some of the biggest pop stars have in the world, which is like old Motown had or Drake mm-hmm. and even these which is like the song is out. out. Yeah. Song is out on Monday. By Friday, it's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that's a fundamental uh, thing one has to learn. Mm-hmm. Especially now, if you're producing your own music mm. and recording, if you can figure that out, I think you're really set. Yeah. And then you can do what you want. You see, album is just mm. a delivery vehicle. Mm. But what what needs to be done is like dedicated time to figuring that aspect out. I think when you're making an album, you get distracted because you like to imagine like, oh, I need to put the eight song, ten songs out together. So I'll mm. take a year or two and take my time of like crafting everything. Yeah. And yeah sometimes, yeah. Uh, you know, you want to finish 80, 90% of the song in a week mm. or a month and like then spend some time crafting it. But mm. when you're focusing on trying to make an album, you end up slowing the whole mm. process. Yeah. I don't think that's yeah. conducive. And also this process that you talk about, like it's like India is no stranger to that also. So just given that, like the, I feel like there's just like a breakneck speed of how sh- stuff is made and in the commercial music industry or even like Bhojpuri music or something where like, like, you know, songs are literally released like every day and they're, yeah. and they're released to millions of views, like on a daily basis, yeah. and, you know, and that that's just that, like, I feel like that kind of like, I don't know, vitality or something like it's, it's something that indie music is kind of far away from, I feel like where stuff is coming out and it's just explosive. Like there's just so much material all the time. And, you know, I, it would be great to see more of that, I guess, just a more, just a, a bigger output in general. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just, there's a lot more, you know, we tend to focus more on crafting it. So yeah, uh, that might just, be, it might be nice to turn that part off for a while. And yeah, focus more on absolutely. The, the feeling of what yeah. you put out. And not yeah. worry about like, is the guitar panned perfectly? <laughs> You know, those, yeah, 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 and maybe again, you know, later you can go back to that. Uh, yeah, but definitely, it'd be nice to go through a phase where that's not the. That's yeah. Not the yeah, 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 and I guess you know, with the, all the experience that you have making music, I mean, that's that's like the one thing that you hear a lot that you know you can't overthink things like that, and you can't overthink your process, and you can't no. overthink your your artist mission and whatever. I mean, you just kind of have to make the work and. It'll, it'll take its own shape. The faster you do it, the better. Yeah. yeah like yeah. every time, that's been true every time. Yeah. Like, or like, at least for the making it, you know, like I understand you can go, you can mix and master it. But the mm. making process, the faster, you started a song on Monday, finish it in the next two days. Mm. Don't like, mm. don't let it stew for like, mm. 
Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, well, I think that's all the questions that I have. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Surya. अब आप सुन रहे हैं बॉक्स आउट एफएम हर वक्त हर जगह नए जमाने का